Great Commission is actually recorded in all four Gospels, as well as the book of Acts. It's, in the, it's all four Gospels in the book of Acts. The most commonly referenced is the one that's in the book of Matthew. That's the one we often just say when we talk about, you know, you know could you find the Great Commission in the Bible? Most people refer to the one in Matthew, and that's going to be our focal passage today. We're going to start there. We're going to look at Matthew, because Matthew helps us understand the goal. He helps us understand the goal uh, of the Great Commission. I want us to read the passage and then identify three things to help us better understand the goal of the Great Commission. So, if you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 28, let's look at what is commonly referred to as the Great Commission. This is, this is why we exist as the church, to bring glory and honor to the Lord through obedience to the Great Commission, verses 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That's it. Now, the key word here in this passage, the key word in those two verses, verses 19 and 20, the key word is the word disciples. Disciples. It's our primary goal, the primary goal of the Great Commission is to make disciples. Now, I mean, right off the bat, go therefore and do what? Make disciples. Everything else, every other command that follows that is in support of this one. That's our primary goal. That's, our, that's what we're after. We are after making disciples. And then everything else from baptizing, teaching, and all, the, and all of those things are in support of the primary goal to make disciples. So let's look at three images. I want to give you three images. They're actually right behind me uh, on the stage, and we're going to unpack these and look at it a little bit closer through the Scriptures. These three images are going to serve as the backdrop for our 40 days. I even have on, the, on your tables a table tent that kind of explains the bicycle, the lamplight, uh, as well as the second mile. But you'll see a street lamp behind me. We're going to look at that. And we're gonna, what, is that sim- what is that a picture of? We're going to see the second mile marker. What is that? We see a tandem bicycle. You know, somebody asked me if I'd ever ridden on one. I said, no, and I'm not going to start. <laughs> Got it right here, but not going to happen. All right, key point number one. Key point number one for us this morning is this. Living on mission means we must go. Living on missions means we must go. Now, the idea of the word go here in Matthew 28, when we read through in Matthew 28, it's not just go to Africa. It's not just uh, go to a particular place. Rather, the idea and the usage of the word in Matthew 28, verse 19, the idea of the word go here is as you are going. That's, what, that's literally what Jesus was saying. He's not saying, go to this destination and do this. He is saying, as you go through life, as you are living, I want you, as you go to work, as you go to school, as you go in your neighborhood walking around, as you go through life, I want you to make disciples. That's what he was saying. So it's not just go to some destination, although that's important. We need to do that. It is more of a, as you're going through life, make disciples. 
So all of those situations are at play here go to, as you go to work, as you go out to eat, as you mow the lawn, as you do all these things, as you, as you interact with your neighbors. So it carries the idea that making disciples is not separated from our daily living, but rather it's part of it. It's part of our daily living. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean that we don't, don't go to other nations. He even qualified and said, yes, I want you to take it from here to there. But I want you to make sure that you, it's, you're doing it as, as you go, as you go, every day, as you go. So what does that look like? I mean, what does that look like for the Christian? In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it's recorded in Matthew 5, what we see is Jesus describe the disciples' action of going, going. It's found in Matthew 5, 41. Here's how it reads. Matthew 5, 41. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him two. And now I hope you already see the purpose. What is the imagery? What is the, the mile marker two? That's what we're after, right? We want to go that, that second mile. That's a, that's a common idiom that we hear today. It's a, it's a common phrase that we hear people say, hey, let's go the extra mile. It's not just in Christian circles. You know, lots of people say, hey, let's go the extra mile. It's motivational speech, right? It's things that we hear in, in schools and in motivational in sports. And hey, let's go the extra mile. Go that extra mile. What was that rooted in? Well, it was during the time of Jesus, Roman soldiers could command by law that a man or a boy must carry the soldier's equipment up to one mile. It didn't matter what you were doing. It didn't matter what you were doing in your own day. It didn't matter if you were busy doing something. If the soldier said, you, pick up this bag, come with me. You dropped what you were doing, and then you picked up the soldier's bag, and then you started stepping. You started walking. Now, here's, here's the thing. The Jewish people resented the Romans over this. They hated this law. They hated it. They, they saw it as humiliating. They saw it as, as you know, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing something myself. And then the Roman soldier comes along and makes me pick up his bag and carry it. Now, the question might come to mind, you know, because you're, you're reading this and we're reading this in English and we go, one mile? Did he use the word mile? Was that, was that the measurement that they used? Why are we translating this mile? I mean, Europe, they'd be on the metric system or something. I don't know. It's like looking at it going, mile, that's, that's kind of interesting. Mile. Where do we get that word? Well, listen to this. Why are we translating it that way? Well, they, don't have, they didn't have mile markers back then, right? They didn't have, here's mile marker two. You know, drop the bags. You can head back. The word mile comes from Latin. It is mille passum is actually the phrase. Mille passum. M-I-L-L-E-P-A-S-S-U-U-M. Mille passum. Latin. Mille, help me out. Anybody, any, anybody know Latin? You want to take a guess? Say it thousand millennium right it's our it's our latin here at work so where do we get the word mile 
it comes from the Latin mille, meaning a thousand. What is pasum? Anybody? Paces, steps. So how did they measure? One mile. It was literally, yeah, mille, pasum, it was a thousand paces. So what do you think they did? You know, Jesus says, hey, uh, if, they, if they get to you and they say, hey, I need you to walk a thousand paces, Jesus comes along and says, walk 2,000. What? 2,000. Duo mille pacing. Twice as much. You walk twice that. You know, that, it, it's, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? So it was common practice for the one carrying the equipment to do what? 998, 999, 1,000. And what would you do? You'd be counting it out loud, too. You wanted that soldier to know. When you hit 1,000, you're done. And you hit 1,000. You're not going 1,001, are you? You're already frustrated that your day was interrupted. So what do you do at 1,000? Drop it. Boom. And now what do you have to do? You got to walk all the way back. You have another thousand miles, or thousand uh, steps, paces back. Jesus, so consider this. When Jesus says you go 2,000 paces, you go 2,000 paces, Jesus was saying you're going twice as far, and you're going to have to do what? Walk twice as far to get back. Can you imagine how frustrating that is? But I think Jesus' whole point was, listen, like, listen, the first one is out of obligation. You're having to do that. You're having to do that. But you own the next one. It's yours. They're not forcing you to do that. You have freedom in that. You, can, you, are, you are serving them, and now you have a captive audience. Right? You're not doing this out of obligation. Now you have someone that you can begin to talk to and say, hey, I, you know, I've done that for a mile. Do you mind if I carry this for another mile? <laughs> How often do you think Roman soldiers heard that? Well, these followers of Jesus were told to do that very thing. So Jesus comes along, and he does a couple of things. Listen to this. Whoever compels you to go 1,000 paces, go with him 2,000 paces. And Jesus does two things. The first thing that he does is he doubled the distance. But the second thing that he does is he broadened the scope from Roman soldiers to, as Jesus put it, Whoever compels you. You see that? Whoever. If anybody has need, whoever they might be, even if it's not by law and a Roman soldier, whoever asks you for help, you help them with that and then go above and beyond. You go the second mile. So how should we think about that? How should we think about what it means to, to go as a follower of Jesus? I think the best word that describes a disciple in terms of Scripture is the word sacrificial. We see it throughout Scripture over and over and over. We see this word sacrificial. Uh, and, in fact, I think, Cheryl, if you have it on the screen, sacrificial, it will cost you something. Listen to this. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Did you catch that? So he's telling us, what is our goal? Our goal is to make disciples. 
And if we are to make disciples, one of the things that is the mark of a disciple is someone who is sacrificial. Someone who's willing to not just go that first mile, someone who's willing to take that extra thousand paces and go a little bit farther. Someone who is sacrificial. Who does that sound like? Jesus, right? I mean, isn't that ultimately what it's about? He is conforming us to his image. We were created in his image, but we don't do a very good job of looking like Jesus. So he has to help us with that. And one of the ways that he helps us with that is like teaching us again, like, listen, if you, if you want to reflect Jesus, you want to be, reflect the image of God within you, be sacrificial. And Jesus explains that disciples count the cost before making the commitment. But when they do, they follow him. So if our goal then is to make disciples, we must be sacrificial. So throughout this series, throughout the 40 days of missional living, I want that second mile marker. And I hope from every time you're traveling through a, you know, on a road and you see that second mile marker, you'll be reminded, you go, ah, sacrificial, go the second mile.